Like everything else that's changed in the last year, Downtown Sanford Incorporated's train and tree lighting is also going to look a little bit different. But DSI is inviting you to a magical Sunday with Santa in Depot Park on December 6th from 2 to 5 p.m. Don your Christmas best, bring your letter for the man in red, and head to the park for your visit. While you wait in a socially distanced line, enjoy hot cocoa and listen while the Temple Teens Ensemble fills the park with familiar festive tunes. DSI would like to thank Violin and Hickory for decorating the Depot Park Christmas tree and loaning their vintage truck. Santa will have the perfect backdrop to hear your wishes and take a keepsake photo with you. After your annual visit with the Jolly Man, head home and get cozy in your Christmas jammies and tune into Downtown Sanford Incorporated's Facebook page for a virtual train and tree lighting hosted by Mayor Mann, the Temple Teens Ensemble, and the Man of the Hour, Santa. From your home, you can help them count down the official lighting of the historic park. For more information and to register for this fun event, please visit Downtown Sanford Incorporated's Facebook page. DSI would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday Season. What's up, guys? I felt like all my questions for this upcoming interview were uh, were too silly, and one I did not ask that I'm curious about is after they get the big bucket of change, and they get all these different big buckets of change, on uh, December 26th, do they show up at the bank and just dump it all, like dump into, it all on the counter? Into the, the Coinstar coin machine. Yeah. And eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of change. Uh, it, were... So I'm hearing about coin shortage, and I don't. That's not. Think... That's not a thing anymore. Right? I was going to say. I, well, no. It's you go everywhere, and it still says you still have to use exact change, or you still have to use your card. But I think um, it's over I, now. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory. I'm not because I tend to believe signs that i read for the most part especially if it's something as silly as a coin shortage but why do we have a coin shortage i just don't have the bandwidth to have followed that one very much same here i think i could look it up but did like the the mints shut down too maybe that's part of it yeah i still don't think that would be such a big Okay, it says to to lose metal money. (laughs) I mean, like with the COVID, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they shut down production? What is what is your least favorite of the coins? (laughs) Mm, It's got to be penny, right? Penny is useless. Yeah, the penny is useless. But yeah, are we talking in terms of uh, least favorite in terms of utility or aesthetic? Uh, both. Because as far as utility goes, for me, it's the golden dollar because they're oh, supposed to be worth it. Trying no. to be like hipster picking the outlier. Huh, I'm not going to, none of the regular coins are my least favorite. All right, listen, because I've got a reason <laughs> for this. The reason being is because it's worth a dollar. Yet every time, and like I usually get them from my dad. My dad does like stocking stuffers and that's. You know, he's practically giving us a dollar, but he always thinks, oh, it's a golden dollar. So it's it's cooler. And it's not. But anyway, 
every time you try to spend it, the person, the cashier always looks at it like they've never seen one before. And, that, and more often than not, when I try to spend it, they refuse to believe that it's actually money. So it's pretty much worthless, I guess. So that's why it's so my least favorite. That, doesn't that have Sacagawea on it? So what do you have against women, uh, Yeah, Billy? Like, no, why do you I, hate women? Well, I mean, no. But what the problem is, is that when I try to spend it, a large percentage of the cashier population is not fully aware of the uh, of the one dollar coin, and they always look at you like it's um, like it's a pain. You know, they so don't I'm, have a they don't have a slot in their cash in their cash machine. They have a quarter slot, they have a dime slot, they have a penny slot, and a nickel slot. They don't have that, and so they're just confused by it, and so it, it's just a hassle. Same goes for the fifty cent piece, but I think more people are aware of that existence. Although well, you don't should, see those as often either. They should have made that dollar coin like a little bigger than the quarter. It's like the same size as a quarter. It's just like a gold quarter. They should also make it a dollar. <laughs> just <laughs> make it a dollar <laughs> bill. The, the best coin uh, <laughs> is the quarter. Because it is the, you yes, know, the, the, the smaller is the ones. Best. It's, yeah. you know, come on. And it's but always like quarter, a quarter you're getting somewhere. Yeah, it's like you're always it's always a joy to find a quarter, you know. Yeah. And it's I think head. I like a dime less than a penny. A dime, dime because oh. it's smaller than a penny. Dimes yeah, what is that? Be- weird. Dimes are terrible too because they're hard to put into the Coke machines. Like sometimes they're so light and so little that they get stuck in the slot when you do it and you almost have to kind of spin it in there to make it fall in. And the dime is the one I have the most problem with. So I'd say quarter first. I think the nickel is a pretty underrated coin. Nickel like is nickel. very underrated. I like the nickel. Do you know I'm what you can do with nickels? Fan. No, you know what you can do with nickels? They have a smooth edge, right? So they're really good because they have like a sharp edge. And then like the side is smooth. They're good for scratching off scratch-offs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the penny is not as versatile. Like, it's got the same smoothness, but it's not the same. It's kind I of like, a dull edge there. Yeah. I like pennies because if you, whenever the kids beg to throw something into the, uh, into the fountain or into one <laughs> of those little things that it spins around, you just hand them, like, you know, a little handful of pennies, and it's fine. You, you can't do that with quarters. You give them a quarter – they're like, oh, I want to do it again, and then pretty much you're like three dollars down, and you're just, <laughs> you know, it's tough. But I, yeah, so quarters definitely first, nickels, pennies, dimes, and then the dollar and fifty cent pieces. That, that's uh, the true ranking. So I uh, pulled up to the stoplight on Sunday, and there was a homeless person there, and I was going to give her some change, and so I rolled my window down, and I gave her, I reached in my little thing, and I only had two dimes and a nickel. And I gave it to her. Is that it? Now she didn't say that, but I <laughs> felt like she was like very disappointed. And I was disappointed in myself, frankly. But that's all the money I had. We'll see if you would have handed her a a dollar coin, she would have looked at it like this isn't real. Why are you handing me Monopoly money? And so she wouldn't <laughs> like that either. Right. Call back. And then the, so, the same with the two dollar bill. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know what that's worth? Two dollars. <laughs> Every old person in America thinks they're really giving you something when they give you a $2 bill. I'm whispering this, but my dad gives me those too. It's like dollar coins and $2 bills <laughs> yeah. and scratch off tickets in your, in your stocking. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
What do y'all feel? How do y'all feel about scratch offs as Christmas gifts? I kind of like it because, like, I can tell my mom get me scratch offs, and like, it's a gamble. I might, <laughs> I might double my money, you know. But if just, that if that is the gift, though, no, then, no, then no. you know that your your parents spent no more than five bucks on you. Yeah, but you you're rolling the dice. What if you get like fifty dollars worth? Though you could get like ten five dollar ones. Yeah. See. You guys ever buy those like twenty dollars scratch off tickets? I just can't imagine doing that. I've <laughs> never bought a. I've never. I, I think <laughs> the most I've ever done was the five dollar one, and I probably the last time I bought a scratch off at all was five, six, seven years ago. I I, I don't. I think they're a waste. But uh, I'm Bill and Gordon. I don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> 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 no. I, I play on the scratch offs from time to time. You can't win anything though. It's just, it's it's disappointing. My least favorite thing about scratch offs is when you're in a hurry in the morning and you're trying to buy something at the register and you've got the guy that's just kinda tapping his chin. I'll have seventeen yeah. through the twenty eight. Like, yeah. yeah. I'll take and one then he'll scra- and then he'll scratch him right there and like he'll he'll have a winner. He's like, I'll trade this in for a for a 17 and a 15. <laughs> and they always do the joke, give me a good ones, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the cashier will joke, uh, all right, you give me half of that. I like the people who go in and play their numbers. Like, you'll get somebody in front of me and be like, I'm going to play my numbers, and they'll play, like, the same number every day. That's a pretty good strategy, you know? Like, but the if problem- you play the same... Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hate them doing that. The problem is, is I'm in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you don't need to be doing that at the at the register. Yeah, there should be a designated scratching area. That's true. There it, should be. A- is it mathematically better to play the same numbers every week than to just do random, or is it all the same? I think it's individually. Like it doesn't matter. See, one is not dependent on the other, right? So right. I guess every time you have the same odds. So yeah. There's no real be- benefit, but I guess in your mind you think. Well, there's some about playing the same numbers that you feel like if you didn't do it that week, that's the week it's going to hit. Yeah, yeah. I don't lottery know. talk. I've very rarely done the. I mean, I rarely do the scratch offs, but I've even more rarely done the pick your numbers thing. I can remember one time in about 2006 or so, uh, there was a big. Powerball thing where uh, several states had a big jackpot. And this is, I guess, probably before the North Carolina lottery. But my roommate at the time, Andy Rouse, called me and said, uh, Hey, man, what do you think about uh, taking a little road trip down to South Carolina uh, tonight? And I said, What for? And he went, Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a nice little road trip, and we didn't win. I did that when I was in college. To, I went to Virginia because of the Powerball. It probably was the same drawing. <laughs> Me right. and you, we were probably kindred spirits at That's that right Our guests this week are Chris Kelly and Darla Molina um, Chris, you are the director of the local Salvation Army? Yes, sir Okay, well tell us a little bit about what you do and um, the program that you have that's, I guess, underway now with the with the bell ringing. 
Yeah, bell ringing is uh, off and running right now. Um, we'll be ringing the bells here in Sanford until Christmas Eve. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been director here since 2014 here in Sanford, been in Salvation Army for 25 years. I've uh, been in Raleigh for most of my time, uh, but I really enjoyed my time here in Sanford and currently operate, uh, not many people know this, but we operate out of the Man Center um, here on Steel Street. Um, and uh, we've got three classrooms here and um, are here serving the community uh, Monday through Thursday as our regular um, hours of operation. Uh, but uh, open to the entire community, anyone who needs help. Um, we serve anyone and everyone. <laughs> so the bell ringing is something that, you know, a lot of people are pretty familiar with because it's a common, the bell ringers are a common sight this time of year as you're going into grocery stores and, and other places. Tell us a little bit about that program and um, what portion of your revenue it makes up and what you do with the money and that sort of thing. Yeah, all the money stays here locally um, that we raise here um, in the kettles. Last year, we raised about $80,000 here locally. Um, wow. Um, it's, um, yeah, so it's a significant portion of our budget, um, about 50% um, of our budget. And um, so we really count on this money. And we have a concern. We're kind of anticipating a 50% drop wow. this year. Just because of uh, less foot tra traffic, uh, more online shopping going on right now. Um, obviously, we've heard of the uh, coin shortage, and um, and just people in general carry less cash and coin these days. So yeah. we're we're concerned about that. We're also concerned about our bell ringers, um, and our volunteers have some concerns, obviously, and we completely understand that because of COVID. Um, so. Um, we're struggling a little bit getting volunteer bell ringers right now. And if we're not out ringing, we're not, we're not raising money. Right. So, right. And um, that's, I guess why Darla had, had reached out to us for some coverage, um, in the COVID times getting volunteers is going to be hard that, and, and, and that's something that's borne out. You're having trouble. We are, it's, uh, it's been a little challenging with this, um, but we are trying to keep our bell ringers and, um, donors safe at the kettle. So we're, you know, the Salvation Army has uh, rolled out uh, some uh, safety protocols that we're, um, you know, implementing here locally. Um, you know, we're requiring all our bell ringers to wear a mask. Um, we're um, cleaning the kettles um, throughout the day with disinfectant. Mm -hmm. uh, we're encouraging our bell ringers not to touch anyone or the money or anything to so practice social distancing with people that come up to the kettles. Um, so we've uh, got a nice video training video for all our bell ringers when they do sign up to kind of um, show what we, what we have in place. Um, but um, we feel like it's a, it's a safe opportunity, but we know that there's concerns and we, we you know, there's, um, you know, there's no problems with people that uh, they can't ring. You know, they, there's some op other opportunities. You know, people can um, – we have a virtual rig kettle this year that's, mm -hmm. um, that we've launched, and we're encouraging people to get involved with that way where they can promote it through Facebook or any other social media channels and, and encourage people to give virtually online and kind of get the word out that way. So um, 
that's something we're pushing a little bit right now. We'd love for people to be, uh, take part. We set a $10,000 goal for our virtual kettle here locally. Where can people find the virtual kettle? Uh, it's on leearmy.org. Um, also on our Facebook page, um, Salvation Army Lee County, uh, North Carolina Facebook page. There's a Lee County in Florida. But oh, yeah. uh, make sure we uh, find them one here in North Carolina. So, right. but uh, we're, uh, we're trying to stay very active on Facebook right now. It's a great way for people to stay connected throughout the holiday season of ways uh, of, so they can hear about how we're helping the community and, um, and how they can, in turn, um, help us and help others. The, the website and the social channels that you mentioned, that is also a way for somebody listening to this. Um, if they are so inclined to get involved and volunteer, they can, they can figure out how to do so by visiting those. Correct. Yes. The, um, um, the social, social media channels, uh, our website, leearmy.org are great places to go where we have all our information there where people can, can get involved and, and help help Salvation Army this time of the year because all the funds that we raise this time of the year um, helps us not just here at Christmas, but throughout the year. So we're really depending upon these funds right now that we raise that um, help people throughout, throughout the year as we head into 2021. Now, so my question was, was more light and I know what you guys are doing is, uh, is hugely important. And I know that it, it's a struggle this year and, and, um, I hope this helps to at least get people more aware, especially with the online option. Um, uh, I think the red kettle, it's been around as long as I can remember, and I'm sure it's been around much longer than that. I had a question though, when, when I was younger, I always, I always remembered you had to be wearing a Santa Claus outfit, I guess, when you were at the, at the kettle. When did that change to, um, to just, it could be anybody volunteers. Um, and do you, is the difference now that they still have to wear the, the hat or are there any, any rules as far as that goes? I'm, I'm curious about the, the process here. Yeah, that's, it just, it just depends on the individual. We've been, the Salvation Army has been pretty flexible about what people wear. You know, people wear Santa hats or costumes. We had somebody dressed up as a dinosaur at Lowe's Foods last a uh, couple years ago. And like, this, it was just, <laughs> It was pretty, pretty funny. The Lions Club, they dressed up as a lion, you know, had a lion out there ringing the bell. So we're pretty, you know, people play music. Um, some people sing. Um, you know, Salvation Army has been very, some people dance, um, which is cool too. But um, we're very open to that. Um, you know, if pe- typically we have a Salvation Army kind of apron that a lot of bell ringers ring. It says Salvation Army doing the most good. And you know, we ask people to put that on when they ring the bell. And, um, but yeah. Um, well, not to put you on the spot, but what's the history behind standing beside a kettle and, and ringing a bell? When did that start and, and how did that catch on? So it was about 130 years ago, I believe in San Francisco, it was a Salvation Army officer was looking to feed the poor and he was by the, um, uh, the boats or the ships would come in and dock and, he would, uh, they, they, I think he put a crab pot out there and he asked, keep the pot boiling. You know, he was asking, he was, he was telling people, you know, he was raising funds for it to, to provide a Christmas meal for, um, for the poor in that time. And um, that really, that's where it started um, a long time ago. And it really just caught on. 
Um, and now it's pretty much our, it's our main way the Salvation Army fundraises um, throughout the year. I mean, each year is through bell ringing. I had no idea about that, that history. That's, that's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, one of the things that is brought up a lot, and I want to give you an opportunity to talk about, is that all the money that is raised here through this effort stays in Lee County. Can you talk about that and and some of the things that I reiterate some of the things that this money is uh, is used for? Most definitely, yeah. The money stays here locally to support um, our food pantry that we operate um, year round, uh, Monday through Thursday, um, for anyone in the community that's needing help, and we've. Um, you know, seeing an increase for that since COVID has hit and many people are struggling right now. Obviously, um, there's been many that have lost have lost a job or there's kids staying at home right now, um, you know, virtually doing school, which is uh, brings a lot of challenges to the families at home. Um, single parents are struggling to, to make ends meet and provide for their um, for their children and our family. And so we're here to help in a variety of ways. Um, obviously food is essential. And, um, and so we, we work hard to, to, to keep that going throughout the year for, for anybody who needs assistance. We also do clothing assistance that goes out through our, um, through our family store. We have a family store here locally and we would love for people. That's another way people can support us is going by shopping at our family store on Steel Street and uh, making donations there. So, um, but we, we provide clothing vouchers. Like if it's a family of four, we'll give a $25 voucher for each family member to go down and shop in our store. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do financial assistance, which has been really critical during COVID uh, to help keep people in their homes, to keep the power on. Um, so we are um, working hard and, and a lot of the money goes towards that. Cause obviously, you know, we don't want people going homeless we don't want people sitting in their homes with the lights off or being cold during the, you know, the winter months coming up. So um, we're constantly working towards that. Since COVID, we've, we've um, assisted or put it, uh, sent out over $200,000 in assistance here locally. Um, that's in kind and direct assistance to individuals and families here in Lee County. Hmm. Um, so we, um, we know the needs are great right now, and um, we know it's going to, you know, moving into 2021, it's going to be, it's going to take a, a while for things to stabilize with COVID. So um, we're going to need the help of the community in a great way to continue to meet all these needs moving forward. Um, but those are some of the basics, but we also have some other programs that we do. We have a GED program in partnership with the community college. Um, 17% of the people here in Lee County do not have a GED or high school diploma. And can you imagine it's pretty hard to, to get a job or to provide for, for yourself or your family when you don't have that kind of education. So that's been something we're going to hopefully trans back, transition back into in 2021. We've, because of COVID, we've had to, to put, the, put a hold on that program. We also have a jobs program that we do in partnership with First Baptist Church uh, called jo- uh, Jobs for Life. Um, where we're working, coming alongside of people and trying to help them find um, meaningful employment that will provide for them, for themselves and their families. Um, we also have mentors that come alongside the students. Um, and so relationships, we build up relationships with, the, with, the, with 
these folks that are really struggling and try to help them long-term um, in their journey. So Sure. Um, you mentioned there was some difficulty getting enough volunteers. How many volunteers do you have and how many volunteers do you need? Uh, well, and these can be ballpark figures. <laughs> uh, well, we probably, I, that's a good question. I, currently, you mean as far as bell ringing specifically? Yeah, yeah, for the yeah. bell ringing program. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up right now. That's a, But I'd say we're probably around, I don't know, 30 to 50 volunteers that maybe signed up for various slots between now and Christmas Eve. We probably could use another hundred or more to, to really wow. fill out um, all the different locations. And we try to keep things rolling at especially at certain lo- like Walmart. We try to stay out there the entire time just because of the volume of people that are out there. It's really important for us to be at Walmart. You know, Hobby Lobby is another really good location. Piggly Wiggly. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring here at Lowe's Foods. Um, so we try to really keep those locations going throughout the season. Um, they generate the most uh, money for, sure. for the Salvation Army and the people we're helping. Well, there is a, um, there's a kickoff event tomorrow morning. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've got a, we've got a really good, uh, group that's going to be there tomorrow. We've got our mayor, Chad Mann is going to be on site. We got, uh, representative John Sauls, um, the sheriff, uh, Tracy Carter, Meg Moss with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, Margaret Murchison uh, is going to be on site doing some interviews. We're going to have, it's going to be a Facebook live event there um, starting at nine, at 9.45. And uh, we're going to be also encouraging everybody to social distance and wear a mask for this event as well to, uh, to keep everyone safe. Um, but we will be outside right in front of uh, Lowe's Foods around quarter to 10 tomorrow for our okay. annual, annual kickoff that we do. Okay. Well, Chris, it looks like we're um, probably getting close to time, but I just wanted to give you one more opportunity to reiterate where people can go and uh, sign up if they're so inclined to act as a, a bell ringer or, or volunteer in some other way. Yes. We would love for people to get involved. Um, our website is a great place to go. Uh, LeeArmy.org. And then our Facebook page, um, the Salvation Army, Lee County, NC. Um, please go to, uh, uh, please visit us there and like and share our page. Um, that would be a tremendous help to do that. Uh, but we'd love for people to get involved with our virtual red kettle, which is on both of those sites. Um, we also got a Christmas joy program going on right now where we're serving 1,000 kids here locally for Christmas, provide, providing uh, toys and clothing for them. Uh, our distribution day is December 11th, and we still need people to help out by purchasing toys and gifts, and they can do that through the Walmart registry on our website, leearmy.org as well, and all those gifts will go um, to local children here, um, right here in Sanford. Um, so, um, but yeah, we would, uh, we appreciate any help this season. Uh, the needs are great. And uh, we want to continue to be here uh, as long as we can to meet these needs uh, well into 2021 and beyond. Um, So we've got some great things, great plans ahead, too, as well uh, in the near future. And I'd love to maybe come back and um, talk with you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. uh, As we go into 2021. (laughs) Sure. Well, thank you for joining us. And um, 
good luck with everything. What's in the news this week, guys? Uh, uh, Trump. The same that's been in the news every week this year. For the last four years. Yeah. Did you see the Onion headline? It was a look back at the first 15,000 years of COVID-19 coverage. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Oh, we got a vaccine. Well, I guess that's the only difference is the, the last week you've had a lot of positive um, vaccine, vaccine news. And so I, I'm reading a lot about it and I'm seeing that there is hope. And, you know, especially the ones that are hitting at the 90%, even the ones that are hitting at the 70%, that, that can make a, a dent in this. But I guess until it starts happening, until you know, any of this, um, becomes reality and not just talk. I'm just going to kind of sit back and not get my hopes up too much, but, uh, but yeah. So yeah. Like the way I was explained, like the way I heard it explained, these are like almost not even vaccines there. So they inject you with this RNA, which is like DNA, but different. And it makes your body create antibodies which is what a vaccine does, but they're say not, it sounds a lot like a vaccine, <laughs> but they're not injecting you with the actual virus. Yeah. So why couldn't they just do that to anyone who's sick? Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to do it before you get sick. I, I guess know. if you have it, um, then maybe it takes Science. too long. I don't know. Pro- and- probably it has something to do with the, uh, the nanotechnology that will be, marking us when we receive the vaccine oh yeah that's true they want to get you before you have the virus. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah that's uh you know it, it's it's hopeful i guess but uh you know until then we're still skyrocketing in cases we're still seeing um deaths locally and nationally and it doesn't seem you know we're about to have this super spreader event called thanksgiving this week and uh <laughs> Um, already, you know, the airports are, are packed and it's, uh, yeah. Let's talk about the rollout. It's it's almost like it's gonna, it's gonna peak right before, right before this vaccine comes and, and, uh, you know, then eventually maybe in 2021, we'll hit a, a point where, Hey, we can actually start doing things again and not have to wear masks everywhere. But well, well, that's what 2021 is going to still be much of the same. Well, that's what the government wants you to think. The government wants you to think that it's going to get worse. Roy Cooper and whatnot. <laughs> uh, so what about the rollout of the vaccine, though? If you, So I was thinking, like, if you just give it to the like, endangered populations, then you wouldn't have to give it to everybody else, right? I mean, but the thing is, 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 uh, you know, I mean, the lasting effects it has on relatively healthy people, I mean, maybe it's not killing them, 
but well. it's you know it's still people who there there have been perfectly healthy people who've contracted it who um, months yeah. later still have breathing problems or months later are, are extremely fatigued or you know months later are having you know I read somewhere where your IQ drops. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. things like that, that, um, you know, I, I mean, yeah, most importantly, people are, sur- that people survive, but I think you still don't want this going around where um, it affects people's lives like that. I think my IQ has dropped a little staying at home for the last nine months. <laughs> I could, that could definitely be it. Seriously. Like, I don't, I'm not as good with people. Uh, I'm not, things have changed since I've been stuck at home. Um, the, I don't late, know. the late Stephen Hawking one time guest on the rant back in the radio days <laughs> Indeed, has a wonderful quote about IQ. Um, somebody asked him what his IQ was and he said, I don't know people who brag about their IQ are morons. <laughs> <laughs> the president has a high IQ. So he says, have you guys ever had your IQ tested? No, I don't think I have. No, I haven't either. I mean, how do you do that? Do you think they did it when we were young and just like separated us into winners and losers then? Or probably Man, woman, camera, <laughs> elephant. I, uh, when I, I transferred high schools as a sophomore and they had a gifted and talented program and I made good grades. And so my parents convinced me to, to at least try out for it. And long story short, I did not get accepted to the gifted and talented program, but I think it all came down to one question that I missed. <laughs> was, it was, Are you gifted and talented? Well, no, it, was, it was, it was something I look back on now and say, what the hell? But I guess I panicked. Because the question, I mean, there were a bunch of stupid questions, but one of the questions was, um, uh, uh, oh, I don't even remember the, the, how exactly the question was phrased, but um, why, um, why do we pay for stamps or something like that? And nah. yeah, and I, I froze. I was like, so the, I, I didn't know the answer. Like, I froze I, and I wrote something totally stupid. And I mean, the answer was, you know, to pay, pay the post office or something to, to send to your fund letter, the operations fund of the operation. And I couldn't figure out why a stamp was whatever it was like 29 cents at the time. I like the I idea know. that that made you panic. And I wonder what answer you wrote down. You're like, <laughs> why, why do we pay for stamps? It's like, Oh God. Um, well, when a man and woman love each other very much, there's <laughs> Uh, it was like I think I might have like aced the rest of them, but they looked at my answer on that one and said, "No, nah, he's he's <laughs> he, he goes to the other class." Yeah. In eighth grade, I had I was in the county spelling bee, and I uh, panicked on humongous, and I spelled it huge mess, <laughs> and, and I lost. Uh, and my cousin was in third grade, and he was in the same spelling bee, and he beat me. And he was wow. in third grade. Wow! So. My spelling bee word in I think eighth grade that 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 got me was fuchsia. Oh yeah, that's a bad one. And I still, I still, I'm not confident. Is it F U S C I A? 
I think it's F U S C H I A. I was thinking F U C H I A. Oh, you better watch that. F Y U F Y O O S H A. Fuchsia. Oh, that's it. That's it. Wow. Well, well, we have <laughs> we've exhausted everything now. We have. How, how's your uh, how's your house sales going? There's How absolutely nothing new to report. Really? Yeah. Um, we're uh, it's an old house, and we had an inspection done, and they sent somebody out to look at the foundation this week, and so we're supposed to find out if they're going to go ahead and go through with the purchase or if they're going to come back with some concessions that they, you know, like nachos and, and nachos yeah. we um, won't. concessions that, you know, we may have to pay for, or we can decline. I don't know. Uh, or you can lower so. the price. The selling yeah. Price, I would just, price, I yeah. would recommend just being like, Hey, here's a thousand dollars off. Well, we've got a backup I'm not offer messing for with the this. same amount. Yeah. But they're going to want the same thing, especially since they know it's out there. I want you to um, throw in but they're, they're, a but they Wagner baseball card. But they don't oh. know. Like, I'm not even allowed to see, or I guess maybe I will eventually, but I wasn't allowed to see the the, the inspection report because I didn't pay for it. We, uh, we're refinancing our house because of these awesome interest rates, and I recommend you guys definitely do the same. But uh, that that's a real process, too. It's a little different than selling a house, though, so it's easier, I guess. But it's a lot of hurry up and wait, you know. They want, like, something... Right now, and then you never hear for a couple of days. But we did have an uh, appraiser come in, and I tried to bribe him, but it didn't work. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I didn't try to bribe him. But you stick, uh, you stick uh, dollar coins in the in areas that he would be looking. Yeah, two dimes and a, and a nickel. <laughs> Look here, this is a twenty. <laughs> That's twenty cents, sir. I so, uh, pop. So he was like, do you have plans for your house? And I was like, we didn't build it. And he was like, but they usually like leave plans sometimes. You might want to look around. And we found plans for our house above our refrigerator, like the actual architectural plans. Well, that was pretty cool. So I gave him those. Maybe that'll help. I thought you were going to say you and, and the family went up to the attic looking for the plans and instead you came across a uh, treasure Haunt- chest and a map and <laughs> we came across a Hannes Wagner card yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Ashley threw it away. She's like another baseball card. <laughs> <laughs> the boy put it in his spokes. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, um, uh, that's house I, talk. I got to return to, to the, to the work here, but, um, Hope you boys have a a safe and fulfilling Thanksgiving and and after Thanksgiving on Monday, Tuesday, December first, the next edition of the Rant Monthly will be on the streets. On the streets. So pick it up wherever you get your rant. The streets is watching. Like everything else that's changed in the last year, downtown Sanford Incorporated's train and tree lighting is also going to look a little bit different. But DSI is inviting you to a magical Sunday with Santa in Depot Park on December 6th from 2 to 5 p.m. Don your Christmas best, bring your letter for the man in red, and head to the park for your visit. While you wait in a socially distanced line, enjoy hot cocoa and listen while the Temple Teens Ensemble fills the park with familiar festive tunes. 
DSI would like to thank Vineland and Hickory for decorating the Depot Park Christmas tree and loaning their vintage truck. Santa will have the perfect backdrop to hear your wishes and take a keepsake photo with you. After your annual visit with the Jolly Man, head home and get cozy in your Christmas jammies and tune into Downtown Sanford Incorporated's Facebook page for a virtual train and tree lighting hosted by Mayor Mann, the Temple Teens Ensemble, and the Man of the Hour, Santa. From your home, you can help them count down the official lighting of the historic park. For more information and to register for this fun event, please visit Downtown Sanford Incorporated's Facebook page. DSI would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday Season.